Hi everyone, welcome to Two Vegan Idiots, Carl here. I'm recording this intro because we recorded this week's episode out and about. Me and Julian went to uh, London's top secret comedy club. They kindly let us use their upstairs room and we caught up with Luizo Gola. It was quite a short notice one, hence us not putting it out on the group for questions on Facebook. If you aren't already a Facebook group member, join up mate, get on there. And yeah, so we, we met up with Luizo Gola, who is a very funny South African comedian who gigs all around the world. Um, he goes to America. I've gigged with him in Australia. He's currently here for a period of time. He's doing Soho Theatre and loads of other gigs. Um, yeah, and we had a right old chat. We got into some big topics, mate. It was fun, interesting. And yes, enjoy it. Go see him at Soho Theatre. Come and see me and Julian do our things. I've got my solo show at the Vaults Festival on the 26th of February. It's going to be fun. I'm running out a version of last year's show with some new bits. I'm going to be taken to Melbourne Comedy Festival. If you're in Melbourne, buy tickets to that show then, innit? Right, thanks for listening. Enjoy. Bye. Two vegan idiots! Yeah, let's chat. Stop threatening to chat and let's just chat. <laughs> it's just free flow. That's what every podcast essentially. Every podcast is just chat. Welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean. And Lu- guest, Luiso Gola. Luiso Gola, yeah. Um, just confirming how, your own name. Uh, how have you found British compares? Get your, do, how are they dealing Quite with your I? name? Are oh, they good at getting your name right? Yeah, but I'm used to people mispronouncing my name. I don't really have a problem really, with it. Really, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not a mis. That's not a mispronunciation. That's, wrong that, that's just the wrong name. But I, yeah, it doesn't bother me because I understand. Um, I understand languages. Yes. How difficult it is to just like research well, a name. Nah, I mean, just like uh, pronounce a name that's not part of your language. Mm. It's like languages. Language for the most part is like muscle memory. Yeah, you don't think about it. so something you have to think about stuff. You're like, oh, that, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess definitely. I think there is a, a level of like <coughs> rudeness with compares. I think if it's yeah, if it's a name that is outside of your normal language and you sort You'd of make just, a point of learning it. Yeah, but bit. you try. But I can. You, there's a, I think there's a bit more forgiveness for like, all right, it's a, it's quite might be on, a difficult name to pronounce or something. I, I still, I, 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 I still don't care. Yeah, even but, if they like back home and they messed up my name. Really? No. Because you know why? I'll tell you why I Mm. think it's quite rude is I, because I compare a fair bit Mm. and I have never, I've only ever forgotten somebody's name once and that's because I was pissed. Like literally, I I was drunk. So that is, that's rude. Um, I forgot Robin Ince's name uh, when I, just before I was about to bring him on stage. But, I see. I, I did a gig the other week. I won't name them, but I can't, somebody's been around for years. Name them. No, but they got uh, the the middle act's name wrong, and it was an easy name to remember. And it just felt like they. I felt like he'd made no effort to remember a name. It was you almost think like some a con- people do it on it purpose. Was a conscious choice. Okay. I always say, never expect from other people what what you are. Like in what sense? In the sense that, like, if. If that's what you do, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right? Like, I, yeah. so I was um, dating someone who was just, worked in logistics. It was always, and I was just like, I don't work like that. So to her... What, your timekeeping? Yeah, like, and I, not even time, the timekeeping. She just planned everything. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yo, you're just expecting what you are from me. And yeah, so that's yeah, what yeah. human beings do. Yeah. So that's what you do. Yeah, I and suppose. I, I suppose, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind if somebody gets my name wrong. I genuinely. I was watching that person get that person's name wrong, and I thought that was rudeness to them. Oh yeah. So I, I was judging it from the outside. It wasn't, yeah, I yeah, wasn't, yeah. It's I, definitely. It's definitely that I think. But I, for the most part, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's what you do. So there's yeah, almost yeah. like an expectation of everyone else. Yes. To kind of do it that way, where I'm like, listen, man, if you funny. It doesn't matter. It's like how people go, he's been on Iron Man. You're like, oh, I've seen Iron Man. I've never seen this guy on Iron Man. Or never whatever the case is. If you're funny on that night, I, I, I'm going to try to find out if you, you know, found out more about you. It's got yeah, Julian Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever need that? Anyone get your name so, wrong? Yeah, somebody, um, I won't say what gig, but they, um, they forgot my name. The compare is a resident compare. Right. She kind of... Um, 
right, runs, <laughs> runs it, but she forgot my name and then shouted to me what my name is. That's why I always say now, um, oh. that was when I was new, so I had to shout my name from the back. I was just give a different Julian, name. then I went on just as Julian, just, just like Julian. just like Madonna. Um, <laughs> <but> that's, <Prince. laughs> that's why I say to comments, like, if you forget my name. Not that, like, when I was after that, I'd just say, make up a name, say your brother's name, any name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of shouting for me. Yeah. What's your name, mate? (laughs) I think, like, yeah, I think the space allows. If that happened in, like, at the UN or whatever, and who are you again? Oh, I'm the president of, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks a bit weird, but I mean, in the space of a comedy room. It's fine, isn't it? It's fine. Like, I think we... I think that's... She won't ever do it again, though. Pedantic. <laughs> yeah, but I also fit as well. I think that's a classic comedian-type ego thing of assuming everyone's listening to that name. Like, them audience, yeah, they've no forgotten one... your name by the time you say hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll only remember it if afterwards they think, I want to check more out of that Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, you know, like... So I, I'd focus on just killing on stage all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's that funny, that's what annoys, like... Because you, you, what makes you realise how little people remember is you can do a gig, even like here, we're recording this at Top Secret Comedy Club. Uh, we were here together on Monday. Like you can, like I've had gigs here on a weekend, whatever, where I've absolutely smashed the place. And then, you know, you come off and you're like, I've absolutely walloped that. And then you just... Carry look, me to and, the station. And then, like, that night you check social media and just you ain't got no new followers. It's like, worth saying. Yeah, it's yeah. worth saying. Like, how has no one gone? Fuck it's worth guy. saying your social media at the end. There is. Like, there is that. But even without you doing always that, get, you you'd always think, like, you'd think without doing that, yeah, there'd be yeah. some people that would go, fuck that guy, that's, that guy smashed it. I'm yeah, going to check yeah, out. Yeah. They'd have to really like, research, though, because I've got another act on and then they've yeah, got yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I think. That's a good ego sort of reminder that so I give out business how, cards <laughs> while you're that's on stage that's the last bit of my set yeah five yeah, minutes I mean, but yeah it shows that you know people people's really attention spans nowadays in particular are so short yeah, yeah you, but also the people who just come to see good stand up exactly yeah. so they don't they're not most of the time they're not there because you're headlining yeah but whether you're there or not people are going to come the place is going to be full most of the time so I think that's the case. People are like, that person was funny. Yeah, yeah. And you and and so with lineups also it's very important to get the right MC. Yeah. Because they have to tie everything up. They gotta have the timing of that person just struggled, so I gotta do a little bit oh, man. I've got the right amount of I know exactly what material I'm gonna do to get them back on track. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so sometimes, you know, it's it's a team sport. Lineups yeah, yeah, are a yeah. team sport as yes. opposed to yeah, it's and that's some- why I think, again, that's another thing. I do, I agree with that. And I think that's why I sometimes get annoyed when I see a, a compare get another act's name wrong. So I'm like, that's part of your job as a compare. I always think. I can give you that. Yeah. There's a little bit of like, you know, just have a bit of like, we're all in this together. Let's make right. it a good night. And I think it's almost, I could, this, the person I saw do it, I suspected it was a little bit of a power thing. Yeah. A little bit, or even if it was subconscious, I felt like it was. Why would I bother remembering that person's name? They're in the middle. Oh, I know what gig you mean. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, but it's um, basically. What do you, do you find? Email me. Because you're obviously. Where are you actually from? Uh, Cape Town. Cape Town. Like, um, I spent most of my life in Joburg. And so, because you come over here fairly regularly, I've kind of moved. I've moved here now. Well, yeah, because you didn't. You, were you here for a fair period of time last year? Was it? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we did Melbourne together. Was it last year or the year before? The year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do you find... Because you're doing Soho Theatre next week. How do you find Soho Theatre gigs? Cause some, I just don't like the room that I'm playing in. You up or down? Uh, I think it's a cabaret room. Or yeah, the downstairs room. That, I, that's the one. John Hastings was there last week. I don't like that room. John was saying that it took him a few days to get used to it because it's... It's not a theatre room, but it's also not a club room. Yeah, it's, it's that like, weird it's, it's like a weird thing. And I'm like, why don't you guys just... Just knock like, it down. Well, not I mean, knock it down. Yeah, but well, it's, it's not a bad idea. I hate that room. <laughs> I hate that fucking room. I, <laughs> I love the There's thought, two other rooms. Thought about it. it was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, no, let's do that. Yeah, book, book your tickets now to a room that Louisa hates. Yeah, I just. Uh, it's I an interesting room. I think it, it doesn't suit certain. Like I've done stand-up shows in that room a few times. And like, I've, has it got it, balconies on it? No, no, no. What it is, it's that's the main room. You've got the balconies, the main room. The top floor is just a flat studio. And the, the and one's it's got, got it's a bit the, the upstairs room similar TSC to this room we're in here. Yeah, but it's got little tables. Yes, 
Oh. all over the place it's, it works it's just not my favorite yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I found when I did my shows there what it, like the, one of the shows I did in that room was just an hour of straight stand up there was no messing around there was no story or theme yeah that one was good yeah another show I did in there was a themed hour and that one was not so good because the room isn't really built for story no. storytelling yeah you, you, it's not a, um, I just yeah I just don't like rooms where there's a bar in the place. It's like if you had a bar at the library, it's a different fucking Yeah, area. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd actually quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like quite a there's certain <laughs> things that just add like a little bit of, um, it, it all depends. Like, I, If I were to sell the, the minor tickets I want to sell, I would do a certain amount of, like I wouldn't go over a certain amount of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the venues start becoming strange. Well, that's like the why disciples. a lot of, um, like Dave Chappelle was over at the minute and he's doing uh, Leicester Square Theatre, yeah. which is like 400 seats. And yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful Yeah, theater. yeah. So it's like a good amount of people. But I mean, anything over maybe like a thousand and a half is a bit tricky. It's not tricky. It's just like, ah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's an interesting. That, that's been, I think like that. Watching, I've watched big comics, you know, who would have yeah, would do big thousands and thousands of seaters, but then you watch them in somewhere like Leicester Square Theatre. Yeah, like, it's so much more fun watching it as well. Yeah, not just performing it, but you watch yeah, it. And yeah. like, you actually feel like you're only you're only ever more than about no more than sixty foot away from. All the yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, you watch it in a massive room. I, I don't en- I don't enjoy watching comedy in a big room. Like, like the O2 and yeah, Arena. them sort of ones. I think it's a bit uh, soulless, isn't it? You don't, you just you're not watching the screen. You're not watching anyway. the screen. It's like you yeah, want yeah. to fucking sit in a watching on your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well. I walked past the queue to get. Uh, I was I was doing a gig next to Leicester Square Theatre last night, and I walked past Chappelle's queue, and it was like it was like a fucking queue to get into the Loft Bar in Edinburgh. It was just all comics. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So many comedians. I literally had to stop every ten meters to chat to somebody. And like, sort of, yeah, it's just it's amazing. They're all. I mean, it is big over here, but it's not like a household name. Oh is no, it? he the definitely sh- is. In what in the UK? In the UK? No, in comedy circles, he is. No, you ask most comedy people. fans, but my mum might not know. Who he no is. one, no one, no. I, the Chappelle of, show wasn't big over here. None of my friends outside of comedy would know who Dave Chappelle is in the UK. But he's never been it's on television. Unless in they the were UK. like into comedy. But it's so crazy, like. How you guys not in Britain didn't even like watch Seinfeld that way? I've never, I've never watched Seinfeld. That's the craziest <laughs> thing ever. To people me. did, people watched it, didn't they? But it wasn't on. Yeah, but it wasn't on telly. It was on like no. late night on like yeah. Channel Four at like midnight or something. I mean, people did love it though. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, like we in South Africa, it was prime time. Yeah. What was the influence? It should have been here, man. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like Friends was, wasn't it? Yeah. What's the, so is there a lot of the South Africans watch a lot of American comedy? Is, that the, is that the main influence? Everything, everything, Britain and America watches. We we have it all. Like what so? Every, what British comedies would travel to South Africa? Well, everything. Um, Only fools and horses. Everything, man. Um, <laughs> what's this? Uh, what's this? Um, oh no. Monty Python, everything. Really? Yeah, the Office, I bet, was big there, wasn't it? Everything. Yeah. Office, the office, yeah, the office, Play the office was there. I wrote an article on the Shortle about this. Yeah. About how, like... What's uh, Shortle? Not really. <laughs> Breaking balls. <laughs> it's a... It's a um, I spoke about, like, how South Africans sort of have, like, a... Um, an understanding on how both British and American because we grew up watching it like yeah. if you like grew up watching The Simpsons and watching Dame, Dame Adna's Neighborhood yeah, watch, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that shit we just had it it oh was just gosh. always there we just watched it and we'd watch um, so we have these sense oh this is what these people are on there. so you have you, you develop those sensibilities whereas Americans are like we've never seen that shit Oh, yeah, yeah. Or we've never, and then the British people be like, we've never seen Seinfeld. Then I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. thoroughly perplexed by that. But we were chatting just before recording about how funny it is. Yeah, it's quite, I'd say, in terms of comics that travel, like I think I've done gigs in like America, and like, I think British comics travel into there will change their references. You know, you've obviously changed references coming here, coming to Australia. Yeah. But we, we were talking about, you often see American comics come to the UK and they just don't. 
changed get, nothing, man. Nothing. Like, they've got this weird sort of like, well, everyone must know what a, kid, <laughs> a Twinkie yeah, right. is. And you're like, well, I don't, I've never eaten one in my life, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twinkie. <laughs> we, twi- we had Twinkies when uh, I was young. You did? Yeah, we, but we called it Tinkies. 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 It wasn't called Twinkies. What right. are they, like candy? It's just, it's, a, it's like a cake bar oh. with cream in the middle, but it's so yeah. shit. It's it, so... Uh, like, if you're a child, you love it. It's yeah. the sweetest thing you'll ever eat yeah, in yeah. your life. But like, yeah, I've seen I've seen American comics just say references here that I'm yeah. I've travelled to America and even I didn't know what they were on about, man. <laughs> you know what I mean, talking about they'll talk about like an American high street shop. And yeah. Like, what the fuck are we meant to know this, man? We're in yeah, Covent yeah, Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I crazy. always change references. Even when I was in Amsterdam, I changed. Yeah. My shoes. I change my references if I'm in Manchester than I would in London. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, you sort of move around and you just and you yeah some people. Yeah, I mean, listen, stand-up is a very low-hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah. So anyone could just fucking get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no, like, exam or some shit, so... It's true. So, there should be. There should be, like, a sort of driving so test. So I don't understand when people are going, <laughs> An actual driving test. The stand-up can't say what you want to say. I'm like, uh, you shouldn't be able to say what the fuck you want to say, you fucking un- underqualified person. But, like, we, Or there's consequences to it, isn't there? Whatever yeah, you say. Yeah, I don't yeah. think, like, every, you should be able to say what you want to say. I don't think that's... No, I don't agree with that. Oh, well, yeah, depends I mean, on what. It depends, yeah, also, there's so many... Uh, variables variables to, to yeah, that yeah yeah I understand you, that I've seen comics who say things that I would think are morally bad yeah but they, be, they are funny enough and they've done it in an interesting enough way that I'm yeah, like yeah. oh I get it yeah I get it I get yeah, that yeah, but yeah. a lot of comics uh, there's a lot of comics who probably have that sort of oh you can't say anything nowadays who are just shit comics yeah yeah they don't have the skill to say it but and he can lot... say it if he want, they want like on stage oh they can say it but, yeah. probably, like, but then what happens if they have a bad gig because of it <clears throat> yeah they'll, be, they'll say it's because other people couldn't like oh they didn't like what I said it's like no you just they didn't think but it was but they funny. don't have to like what you said my problem is stand-up is such a low-hanging fruit. Yeah. And so there's no... So the, the Anyone thing, can get into it. Anyone can yeah. get into it. You, not anyone can get into medicine. Not any, You know what I mean? There's, certain, <laughs> there's just like can, certain yeah. things that not everyone can... You need a certain level of understanding what's yeah. going on for you to get into. So, so the question then becomes uh, censorship becoming... Uh, uh, the idea of stand-ups being censored is it um, is it ruining stand-up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no. I think like society is changing, and I get that change is a very difficult thing yeah. to uh, uh, to adapt to. That's one. Number two, if you're gonna use the reference of court jester as what the comedian means to society, that is totally warped. Because in a society of maybe a th- 10,000 people or 1,000 people, there was like one or two court justices. Yeah. Now, every asshole is a comedian. Yeah. That's yeah. number one. And also, there are comedians who make like $100 million a year. Yeah. That changes everything. That, that yeah. means your influence is a totally different thing. <laughs> so you can't like sit there and be like, oh no, you, you can't tell me I can't say the shit I want to say. Bro, you have 200 million fucking dollars. Yeah. Pounds. Eh, or whatever the case is. Um, you... Your 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 reference to um, to to freedom of speech, whatever the case is, is kind of warped, right? Yeah, cool. And then, but I think personally, the thing that <clears throat> the thing that is ruining stand-up and is the be- it's the best thing and the worst thing for stand-up is the democratization of stand-up, meaning that anyone can gather an audience and just fucking have a successful career. Yes. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's definitely a good thing because now we're not waiting on like a television, a television, whatever the case is. That's good. But what that also does is that you gather your people and you groom them for what it's like cult like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can groom the people to be like, oh, this is fine. We say this. Then you're like, no, what you're saying is some fucking borderline Nazi shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. which is more Hail detrimental to, to stand up, to in my opinion, than a person who just can get up in front of anybody. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like so you find like a person who is fucking hilarious on online to maybe like six million people yeah, all over the world, yeah. but if you put them in like a a group of people who are just ordinary working who class people them. who yeah. don't know them, they are not funny at all. Mm. And that, for me, is 
where I feel stand-up is, is being threatened because Netflix is highly likely to go to a person who has the numbers as opposed to a person yes, who's doing the, yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so then as that happens, and that happens, that happens for another 15 years, the people who have the dexterity to do the actual thing are going to be in the periphery and then everyone who can gather these numbers yeah. is going to be... And so I think we're looking at, the, looking at this thing the wrong way. We're, we're looking at censorship. I think as comedians, we, can, we have the sensibility to navigate around that. But what is crazy is that you're just going to have people who, you know, just have 30 million people like them. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. but this is... But do you think that's part of the... <laughs> think part of the problem that is within the sort of nowadays, people want to watch someone who uh, is their thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People, people now want to like something that is, this is mine. Yeah. Rather than... Like, we talked about like playing here. When you play here, it's just this club, Top Secret, is like every night it's full... <laughs> Of people that will just come and watch stand up. Yeah. Like, I don't care what's on. I'm going to come and just yeah, laugh. Yeah. And uh, but actually, in terms of going out into the, the the real world, a lot of people now, you know, have they've got favorite YouTuber. They've got like yeah. everyone's got a little thing that they like. I want to cu- cultivate my own um, sort of entertainment. Right. So it's a sort of it's a two way thing, isn't it? It's like they're going to. It's a it, gift it, in the curse. It's the pe- yeah, the people that are the people are wanting that and they're driving it as much as anything else, rather than like. Yeah, yeah, which is which is fine as well. I'm just saying, like in it's, terms of stand up, I don't think um, for me my concern is like more the dexterity of it. Yeah, because when you have people who just fucking adore you, you can say anything. To Absolutely, them. that's why I know it sounds horrible to say, but to an extent, I don't mention names. Right? Don't mention names. No, I'm not going <coughs> to mention names. But I'm going to say wanna, like, don't. no, no, I'd never oh, say names. But oh, I'm yeah. saying, but you know, I've I've watched some comics that I've really liked over the years get to the point of being absolutely massive. And I think I preferred their stand-up in that period just before they got to that point because they could sort of... When they were workshopping new stuff, I think they got a bit more of an innocent and, like, actual read of it. Whereas yeah. when you get to that stage, there's no new material gig you could ever go to where people don't know who you are. Yeah, and they're yeah, laughing yeah. already. Listen, yeah. man, I think it's not... Even that idea is not exclusive to stand-up because if you think of, like, <clears throat> restaurants, like, there's a restaurant in, that was in Shoreditch at a shortage vegan restaurant called Cook Daily. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. And now they expanded. Yep. And I'm like, oh man, this used to be my favorite place. Yeah. And I know in like four years' time, I'm not gonna get that, I might not get that quality. And that happens, it just ha- it's just part of it. It's part of it's what's like a band blowing up when they're underground yeah, and everyone's yeah. into them and then they get Leon, big. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kings Leon problem. Yeah, they were yeah. the quality when they were new and now they're rubbish. Well, don't mention names. Kings of Leon, though. They're, they're beyond <laughs> us chatting about stuff. Don't mention names. <laughs> I know, like... They're going to cancel next week. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's... Yeah, so that's... You know, it's not... A, so a thing exists and it's cool and it's... And then, but be, because we, we have these capitalist ideologies, the, totally thing, the thing is not successful until it expands, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, It can't just be a fucking cool thing yeah. and that exist and the people who get it get it and those who don't get it yeah. it has to be like okay it has to grow it has to be a bigger thing you know what I mean so yeah and it's, is, it's quite sad when that happens with like cool like I, I've had it yeah. with vegan vegan brands there's certain vegan brands that I've really liked when they're sort of coming up and they're building a little following and then next thing you know it's, they start they feel, it feels like they become the thing that you liked you know they, that was the opposite of what you liked about them do yeah. you know what I mean veganism is but always it's good that more people like it it is it? But, but the moment the mainstream sucks something into it they it rub a bit of shit of the, on it yeah they yeah. do it does I mean, rub a bit of shit on it listen man everything is cool until you try to make six million of it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. it just becomes then you have to then you're thinking of different things as opposed to the quality yeah, yeah, of the yeah, thing yeah yeah which is, I mean, which is, it is what it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> what's happened, because in, like, how long have you been doing stand-up? It's been 20 years now. So, and so what was, what was the stand-up in South Africa like when you started? It was pretty non-existent. Because, yeah, who was like, because, yeah, I think it, it seems to have blown up in the last sort of decade. Would that be about the right number? Yeah, de- probably the last decade, yeah. Mm. It's kind of taken off. So who did you look at, the American comics, and sort of inspire you and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe. I, I, I liked a lot of guys, man. I liked Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock. 
Eddie Murphy's doing another. Uh, he's back. He's doing special, it, yeah. isn't he? Apparently, I don't know. I've heard. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, for, apparently he's starting to get back out and work stuff up. That would be cool. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if he can still do it. He's not I like think he's so the long. best ever. At put, like, in I mean, it's hard to compare, isn't it? But I think he's in some ways the best well, ever. I think the one I remember delirious. And I know some first. of the material's dated, obviously. A lot of the shit we're saying now is going to be dated. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm timeless, yeah. man. I but mean, like, <laughs> my Kings of Leon reference is going to be done mate. <laughs> twenty years down the line when they run a country. <laughs> Uh, but I saw a guy when I was in uh, Johannesburg called, is it David Cow? Yeah. And I, again, I, he's really big in South Africa, isn't he? Huge, yeah. I'd never heard of him because obviously he's never come to here and he was brilliant. Yeah, and it was hosted by a guy called that Tats and Tats concert. And goes, yeah, and yeah. He was brilliant as well. Like, and it was an amazing thing of watching like comics that are famous in South Africa that I just had never heard of that was so David good. Cow. David Cow. I think he's like one of the big, he was the Dogs, he, he was the guy who was the head of the pack when I was coming. Right. I went, I remember when I was when I was in high school. Um, he was in, in university, and the one of the one of my drama teachers, well, my drama teacher, was in his class in and in, in university. They had been in school together, yeah. and so he was doing a run, and he, she got me like tickets every time so he was running for like a month in this theater and i went to go see him like close to seven times wow just like watching him go oh my word i need to do this yeah and he was just so funny when he's I so him. funny he did yeah. a really funny bit about um talking about how he moved him and his family he moved to quite a posh yeah. white neighborhood in johannesburg yeah. And he was talking about just watching, the, like he said, he basically did a it's sort, of, sort of like a difference between white and black people's routine. But it was about how white people treat dogs compared to how black people treat dogs. Yeah. And he said, like, just white people treat dogs like they're a member of the family. And he just <laughs> he just talked through how mental that is. And he said, like, the first time he saw one of his daughter's friends kiss their dog on the lips, and it's just fucking kiss my dog funny. On the lips and he's today. just talking about his dog just lives in the garden. That fucker's not allowed in the house. <laughs> It was, I was crying with laughter, man. It was so funny. But um, how the dogs are right? Huh? Yeah, no, the dog died actually. All oh, right. Yeah, a bit of a cut. <laughs> that was the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know it's one of those. But um, there's a lot of funny dudes in South Africa. Tons of them. And I think who's like, the white guy who's a bit of a hipster? who has got like a pointy hair up. John Vlismus. Maybe that's him. Yeah. Did, he, did he come to uh, probably Edinburgh or something? I, yeah, I basically I did. He was on that bill as well. It was a really good bill. Yeah, it's just the, South Africa's got a lot of funny people. Yeah, it's just like um, they just need to present themselves to the world. Well, that's it. That's what I was really surprised. Are they about. online a lot? Is, is there a lot of South African comics? Um, I mean, this okay. Listen, I, this is what I, this is my prediction. I reckon probably in the next five to ten years. There's going to be way more South African guys just like in the world and being like top of their game. Yeah, yeah. I remember I did, I did Edinburgh with Trevor Noah. I was in the same room as him after him the year just before he blew up right. over here in, like, in America. And like, it was a hundred seater room in Edinburgh. It was upstairs at the Pleasance Courtyard. And he was honestly like, listen, I would get to the room and I'd stand out back and I'd like be waiting to go in and sound check when he finished. And I would listen to him just rinsing that gig to pieces, like a hundred seat a room. So it was like people, right, right, right. people are losing their minds. Yeah. And no one knew who, who he was. He was just like this. He was blowing up in Edinburgh. And like, we, me and him would chat every day and we'd cross over. It was really fun. We'd sort of see each other around Edinburgh. And at the end of it, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I just assumed, oh, that's a guy. He, was really, he had a really good Edinburgh. He's probably going to go back to South Africa and, you know, just get back on the scene over there. And about six months later, he's hosting, like, the Daily Show. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening here, mate? Like, he was just so good. Yeah, but yeah. No, yeah. It was that thing. No one knew who he was when he came to Edinburgh. There's was a like, bunch of those And he was ready-made because he'd been doing it for years yeah, and yeah. got really good in South Africa. That's the trick, mate. We should go and do comedy in a... Just another country. Oh, <laughs> Singapore. Yeah, <laughs> we've done it. Also, when you come, when you come, when you come from another place, your perspective is different. Mm. So even like when I go to New York, I, I, when I get there, everyone's talking about an Uber ride and Tinder and yeah. the subway. Then I go, ah, fuck, it's the same. You don't. When you're there, you don't realize it because yeah, yeah. they're talking to you directly. And so when I come and I talk about something. Totally different. Yes. 
told me like what there and then you're like no in my world tinder like yeah i mean tinder's there but it's not some shit i'm you know what i mean um so i that's the trick the trick is to have an outside a totally outside pers perspective have you seen hinge yeah have you been on it no 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 hinge is another one like tinder i was I've with heard a, of it. i was with a comedian yeah because you heard of it <laughs> i've never been on any <laughs> yeah, of them i got man. banned from it <laughs> deactivated <laughs> Police call, police sirens. <laughs> um, but I was with a comedian last night who's on it. He's like a quite a young single comedian. People are just too addicted, man. I'm too like. Well, I, I, don't, showed, I don't need another thing to be. Well, he showed to. me the layout of it. It's not like it's like Tinder. From what I gather, you swipe, and then if you connect with somebody, then you can chat, and it's like a little message thing. Like yeah, yeah. Hinge is like. I went on it for like half an hour and then just like, deleted it. But it looks like you're, you're you've got to, you've got to create your own like too website on there. So it's got like. Up here, it's like my favourite thing to do on a Sunday, and like, and people scroll oh through your website. Essentially, it's fucking gross. Like, it's, it feels too much. It feels like you get too much information out of someone before meeting up with them. Yeah, and it's so all bullshit answers. But then you've done all the homework. That's what I don't. That's what I don't like about dating apps. Well so I'm glad I never did it. Is you get all the information before your first date. Yeah. So then, when you get to your first date, you've done all. The, you've got. You've literally got. It's like, what are we talking about now then? Like normally, getting to know somebody is the exciting bit. Yeah, just, yeah. We should just do um, arranged marriages. <laughs> <laughs> just cancel all that shit. Yeah, get our mate. parents to choose. I mean, mate, I don't trust my parents to pick what to have for dinner. Nor do I actually. Uh, but I see. Yeah, there is something. I mean, but then if they pick wrong, it's bad. But I like the idea of just meeting somebody and you're both a blank slate and you've got to just work from there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think, yeah, I, my issue here yeah, with social, like, they sort of social media style dating Because people are on Tinder dates looking at Tinder on their dates and things. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> Sorry. Just having a yeah, little I've swipe. I've deleted that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Are you single? Yeah, yeah. But I don't like... I don't like... Um, I used to use them a lot like when I... But now it's just like it's a lot like getting to chat to a new person every fucking time. Yeah. So now I'm like, it's like whatever, man. I, and also I think like the, the last year I've been quite like very career oriented. Oh yeah. Where I'm just like, and it's so crazy because what has happened is, I try to, I'm trying to get out of a weird comfort zone of, like stand up has become such so easy to me. So I need <laughs> no, it becomes oh, easy. Julian's right here. <laughs> no, it became easy because you write the material. You know, it's like it's like it's you know the processes of yes yeah, yeah yeah you know what I mean that's what I mean it's like you know I think of a bit I work it and then, and then I and then it bombs but then <laughs> and, and back then, to the drawing board okay yeah and, but that's what happens it you it bombs and then you like fix bits until yeah, it yeah. works and then yeah, you, yeah, yeah. then you you it's a good happens. process man yeah 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 that's the process but then what happens is. Um, that becomes so, so second nature to you and yeah. so easy that you have to kind of push yourself a little bit to yeah. the next challenge yeah yeah so the next challenge dancing is, but, <laughs> but uh, I'm doing a mime show this <laughs> but what, what what's interesting what I'm trying to do is can I do it the exact same way 20 times yeah right and I've got can, whether that's the right way to do it it's immaterial can I do it that way? Where I'm like, it doesn't matter who the fuck is in front of me. Yeah. Let me just do it the exact same way. Let me not like go, no, 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 just do it. Just copy and paste it. Yeah. And so perfect the copy and paste thing the way you've been doing it all the time. Yeah, yeah. And then just try to do it that way all the time and just yeah, yeah. bring a certain energy to it. And so that for me has been quite like top of my mind in yeah, terms yeah, of stand-up. Yeah. And even like those habits you used to have when you started, just writing this thing out. Now you just pop out. You just, like, you could put me anywhere. I'm like, fuck it, I'll be fine. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I should actually start applying all those things that made me like really like this thing. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's what I'm, I'm always, I, I'm always really fascinated by comedians who've been doing it quite a long time. And I think the UK, because the UK's got a circuit you can make a living from relatively yeah, yeah. easily, I think it happens more often than it would in America and places yeah. where you see comics who basically haven't written a new joke in 10 years and yeah. they're just going and doing their stuff and looking a bit bored of it. And I'm looking at them thinking, you you wrote new jokes every year for ten years. Yeah. Yeah, what, yeah. what was the point where you just yeah. stopped? Yeah, like yeah. I don't understand it. It's not a muscle that it's a muscle you have to sort it's of just, exercise, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like, and like I just yeah, I sort of I sometimes just think I don't know what the decision was. It a decision or was it like 
something just stopped. Yeah, well, mm. just resting on your laurels, getting over. The, but then just, they, but they look very miserable with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, it's because you, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's exciting. A new bit working. There's nothing. I did a bit here on Monday night that I I was. I had a new story that I've sort of worked up a couple of times. I'm getting it. I'm getting to it. Right. I'm I'm thinking right. This is working. This is good. But there was a new idea. I decided to chuck out in it. And this that's this is the holy grail. Do you know when a bit you've thought of and you've sort of not really written it, but you're like, I've got a good idea. And the first time you do it, it feels ready-made. It feels like right, oh, that, right, that right, is the That's actually the best way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Because you sort of just in the moment just got it, and it was it was quality. You just I find stage. it hard to drop bits that work. I oh, see. I'm brutal. I'll drop a bit that's like my closing bit. I, f- I find that hard, bit. man. And that's the that's what you've got to do, I guess. Yeah, but I've, I've I have always, dropped. I did pick five of my best jokes and dropped them, and then a couple of them creep back then, in. Yeah, then I went, went back and picked them up. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> shit, I dropped them in. No, <laughs> where did I drop that? I was just had a bad gig. <laughs> but it, but it depends. Like I write very differently. I because right now I've got two one-hour shows that exist, and they the same one. No, no, no. <laughs> they're two one hours, but they're the same at the same hour. No, no, no. It's, it's what you what and you what one are you doing at Soho? You're doing both of them. No, the new one. Oh, right. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I got an old one, and so what happens is I so I've written so the thing exists as a fixed thing. So then someone's like, "Yo, can you give us twenty minutes for Netflix or whatever?" Then I'm just go, "Okay, I'll just get." But then what happens is I because the thing is quite narrative based. It's hard it, to pop out a yeah, twenty. It breaks it so bad. Oh, yeah. Totally, yeah, so then yeah, you're yeah. like, you, I've just do this. I've just taped this twenty minutes, and then the you, callback didn't work. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Then it's like, oh, oh yeah, I didn't say that. So I don't. So what I do now, I'm trying to write bits that can exist independently. Yes. So that's, that's the what, best way, isn't it? Just have then, chunks. Yeah, but bits that can in, exist independently can and then copy. bits that are just for your show. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, the, yeah. Best way to, that's yeah. the best way to do it. But otherwise, you'll just be... Because I've got like... I've, when I was in Edinburgh, I, I did this thing for Netflix, like a 30-minute thing. And then what they did was they... like I took a whole... The best bit of my... I talk about cognitive experiences between humans and, and animals. And then in the, new, in the show that I'm doing in, in Soho, I, if you've watched the Netflix stuff and, and you watch my show, you'll be like, that's the bit that's missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. It's, it, it, it makes, it, it, I can't tie it, or yeah. I can't tie it up as well yeah. because I took a whole middle bit out. Yeah. It's so, hard. It's, it's so hard. So I need to write, I need to figure out a way to write differently or never do like 20, 10 minute bits. Yeah. All over the place. It's always I'm in that weird thing at the minute. I'm doing I'm doing Melbourne next month and I'm doing last year's show in Melbourne. But I've already I'm already writing my new show. Yeah. So I've got two shows in my head and one that I have that is good and I know it's good and I've got to do that for a month. But I'm also it's not the thing I'm excited about. I'm yeah. not, I've got a new show that I'm much like yeah. more like way more excited. And what happens is every time you write in a new show in your head, because it's exciting, you're like, this is way better than the last show. And it might not be, but in your head it feels like it's better. It's, it's, it's fresh it's to fresh. you, isn't it? So it's that horrible thing when you end up doing a show that even though you, it was really, you got it to a point where it was really good and you might have toured it, you're suddenly just, as a part of you going, I, I wish I wasn't doing that. Yeah. And that's a hard, I, I, that's the whole thing I'm sort of trying to get out of my head at the minute before going to Australia. Is it just, yeah, it just get, throws you off. What did you just point? Oh no, just the rustling of the. Oh, sorry, the grape packet. Um, I just thought of time. We talk a bit about vegan. This is called Two Vegan Idiots, and sort of we touch on veganism now and again. You're obviously a big fan. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) What's your? You've been because we. You're vegan. We. Yeah, we we had some vegan food in Melbourne. Do you remember the deli? That deli. Yeah, Smith and Deli. Open. It is still open. That's one of my favourite places in the world for vegan food. That place. Oh really? Yeah, I'm just I think because like nothing is better than cooked daily for me. Really? Oh no. Because what did you get from there? That's they do sort of Asian food, don't they? Uh, cooked daily. They do all kinds of stuff. Is that the they one in Shoreditch? It's the one in the. It used to be in, in Shoreditch. Now it's in London. London Fields. What was the, that? Was the one that was in? Uh, I think they back. What are they called? Box Box Park. Box Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that I think they're in London Field. There's oh, some right. good places around Shoreditch. There's some there? amazing places. There's some great places. Um, where did I go recently? I went to the Black Cat Cafe on Sunday morning. That's good. That's in Hackney. 
That's like a nice sort of Sunday morning. What was that one I got that Popeye chicken out of? That was in Hackney. That was Satan. Tem- oh, Temple of Satan. Yeah, yeah that that's pretty yeah, that's, good. That's, that's moved that's over in the Hackney road. as well. Right? Yeah, have you been yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. That is like, it's, that's one of them things where like their fried chicken, yeah, fried yeah. chicken is un- unbelievable. Like, yeah, yeah. I, w- I would challenge any meat eater to eat it and think they're missing out on something. Yeah, I mean, that's not what I do though. I, if people want to eat meat, let them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preferably not, but I mean, I'm not like, oh, totally. a, I'm not yeah, a crusade. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. We've, we've talked about, yeah, we're not at all like, we're sort of very relaxed. How I don't mind them murderers. They've stolen Each to their own, they've stolen cold assassins. Those pro cow rape people. Did you see uh, Joaquin Phoenix's, um, yeah, yeah, he did yeah. a speech at the Oscars. And he went on like a big vegan sort of... Uh, yeah, yeah. And said, he basically said like... Talk, he, I, I think he's sincere, isn't he? Like, I, don't I think, absolutely think... I mean, I know... He got a bit welled up at the end because of River, his brother, yeah, didn't yeah, he? I yeah, thought, yeah. Right, all right, Oscar winning actor, turn it in. Do <laughs> 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 you not believe anything he says? It's just too good at acting. Yeah, yeah. Are you really crying or not? But uh, yeah, I saw some people digging him out online because... Uh, oh, yeah, he Because basically, they were, like, he, he said something that... I've I've heard used in vegan activist videos and stuff, which is like that, you know, if you support the dairy industry, you're you're supporting like female cows being artificially inseminated, like raped essentially. Yeah, yeah. And basically, he sort Especially of pouring milk on he, your cornflakes. Yeah, <laughs> but he equated it to like you know feminists should support veganism, and I think that he's getting now sort of attacked by some branches of the feminist community oh. for equating the two. But it's that thing of like it's such. I think he covered a lot of causes. Yeah, didn't he? I think, he, but I, he, I think I always think like you know I can understand as much as I probably agree with him in concept. I always think like there's a little part of me that if it's a really famous actor on like an Oscars thing, in the back guy, of your mind, yeah, yeah. In, mate, just flown there in your jet. Whatever. But I suppose yeah. there I, I, I should have, be I, saying. I have it, yeah. that cynicism that I think some people it's have, like even, DiCaprio, though, I, even yeah. though I agree with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I also think, like, as humans, we have, like, a great detachment to stuff around us. Yeah. Especially what we can... Like, even the idea of, like, naming things nature. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. It's just one of the... You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like a bizarre... It's, it's well, a cow. Like, we, we named it a cow. You know what I mean? Well, it's a cow. Yeah, it's just yeah. a fucking thing walking around. So... I'm not even like opposed to. I'm, just a I'm big not even dog, opposed to eating meat per se. Yeah. I am opposed to the industrialization. Yes. Like, <laughs> I know this is crazy, but it's the system of like having two cows to eat every, I don't know, four months, whatever the case is, versus like eating killing like six million cows a day yeah, to yeah, feed yeah. the population are two different things. Yes, totally. Those are two like, those are two different things. Like even like when I go back home, in like the rurals of, of where, <laughs> where um, like people slaughter cows yeah. on, a reg- on, a, on a, but like to, for, for, for traditional ceremonies, whatever the case is, the, the cows just, you know, they, they hang about and they they graze on the grass. Yeah. And this happens probably like once every two years of family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when you have to grab cows and artificially inseminate them and then cram them into crates and you know, and then you and then you uh, that for me. I'm just. It's like, a lot of uh, suffering, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's much longer and more. And just it's it, it, it's that thing of doing it on that scale. At that scale, it's anything horrendous. at that scale is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once yeah. You, even producing sneakers, headphones, anything at that scale is just nuts. Well, so yeah, you, if you're it's that thing. If you're buying anything that comes from that, yeah, that from, sort of yeah, yeah. capitalist system, and I, that when you say capitalist system, people think you're some sort of crazy. Marxist, right? yeah, yeah. But what you're saying is, any, anything you buy that is part of the big system, yeah. someone's getting fucked over easily. Someone somewhere is getting fucked easily. You shouldn't. Well, you can't buy or whatever the hell it is. Like it must be well hard to make a pair of these. <laughs> yeah, so I make these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My so kids make them. But we just we go and pay some money, and yeah. somebody gives them to us, and that's sort of you think you're done. But somebody somewhere is getting fucked over. Somebody. I don't know how else what other system would work though. It's like go and live in the woods. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some my, flip-flops. My, <laughs> the thing is, I'm not even like, 
every time that's the argument against like capitalism is like what other system would work and so when people think about it that way they think about like systems that have been existing yeah yeah right then, so then why don't you <coughs> yes, I can tell you from right, the hill this is not working yeah 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 this is like this There's is definitely a lot crazy. of problems with it isn't there well, yeah yeah there's a lot of like but then you can't then counter argue that with but what else is going to work yeah 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 you have to create a system that works yeah well also something not working you don't yeah you don't just leave it not working because you can't think of a yeah. better but you you start you start trying to work you start trying to figure out a way <laughs> so that's a, it's like it. a lazy way of um looking at it so i'm i'm a, i'm like oh, no, i mean i'm not going to sit here and like fight capitalism but i'm i can definitely tell you it's fucked yeah yeah and i i so i that's a better way somewhere well that's why i think like with veganism i think a lot of it should be linked to that like you know what i mean i think a lot of vegans forget that if you if you go vegan you know but then you suddenly are spending all your money on kfc chicken burgers or saying you know, vegan chicken burger. Like, if you're suddenly you 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 give up meat and dairy and all that, but then you start spending all your money on vegan things in big companies. Yeah. Like, then I think you're still feeding into yeah, the yeah. same system. Yeah, yeah. If if we, <coughs> if you buy, but in some I ways, mean, if their sales are flying up, it's going to sort of translate, isn't it? I guess. Well, yeah, but in terms of like, it's, if it's yeah, if take you, over. Well, yeah. If you go products. vegan and then just right, you know, you just. Got to start every day. You go to Burger King and have the vegan Whopper. Yeah. You know, you're not actually overall really helping the overall world system. You might be saving you're still some funding those chicken farms. Well, you're still funding the whole system that's causing the problems, isn't it? Indeed. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I mean, it's, it's much more serious than we plan to talk about. I love serious conversations. I fucking hate comedy. <laughs> no, especially in conversations. Yeah, because it's a disguise of being honest what is stand up stand up is 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 manipulation of course it, I yeah, mean, it comedy is comedy is manipulation yeah so i don't like it in conversation because it, it it's a mask it definitely is but you, like people tend to like people tend to like hide on. it yeah and you're like no there's an issue on the table motherfucker yeah Plenty but more. i still think there's room for like sometimes i find me like me and my friend my best mate, uh, like, he, you know, he's a proper hippie. Like, he's gave me a crystal that I wear. And, like, he's prim- he lives in a little yeah, uh, yeah. retreat centre that's, like, zen sort of yeah. stuff. So, me, he's, like, me and him will get into a big, serious conversation about some spiritual thing. But then normally... it will Yeah, <laughs> punch each other in the head. But, like, normally it's, we'll, one of us will then say something silly and we end up really laughing. At, almost, we're laughing at the ridiculousness of our conversation. Like, yeah, yeah. I think there's something funny in sometimes... It's a bit of yin and yang, isn't it? Laughing at how yeah. absurd everything is. I, I get that, but it is... I, I know that I use stand-up as a defensive thing. At right. Least, at least initially when to I To defend there. against getting a real job. <laughs> <laughs> Having any responsibility whatsoever. I think like you use it like if you if at school it was a survivor thing. Cool. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. right? So then it's a t- it's a way. I know how to manipulate it. I know how to. Is, I know. I know how it works. So if I'm in a situation, I know how to diffuse it using totally comedy, right? So then sometimes when I'm really trying to have a conversation, a real tense conversation, I go. I know what you're doing when you're just dropping jokes in the middle of the thing. Yeah. You're diffusing the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be good, though, because then you can get the truth can keep coming. You just punctuate it with jokes. Nah, I just think... Eases so. it up a bit. No, but I mean, that's Don't assuming that the idea of... <laughs> just keep cry. talking, But joking. the idea of being uncomfortable... I've been in a therapy man. chair, just I couldn't stop joking. <laughs> I mean, I've done that. I did that. Just non-stop. First time I ever went to therapy. I keep like, saying that. That was years ago, and I went to it, and I, I exactly the same thing, like... I went in and just thought it'd just be a nice chat. And like this woman just kept sort of like, Stop going, doing bits. how does that make you feel? And I was like trying to make jokes. And then finally she just cracked me and I was just like, Whoa, no. I did and it the other like, day, man. But that's like, that's the tissues. <laughs> but yeah, now, now I'm much more comfortable now. Just, I don't need therapy anymore. I'm sorted, mate. I'm fixed. <laughs> Completely fixed. <laughs> I watched that, that thing about um, at school. I'm reading a book at the minute. 
which is about a thing called peer orientation. And it's a psychological thing. They reckon, like, basically, since the Second World War, they reckon parenting has totally changed. This is in, I'm talking Europe currently, but it's also America, and it's probably spreading, right? Um, and that's that kids now, more than ever, every generation, rather than look to their parents for sort of the guidance of who to, how to become, they look into their peers. So more than ever, peer pressure is a thing. So people now... Especially with the internet and With stuff. internet more than ever. So in the 50s, there was that sort of growth... So it's like of, five mates on your street. Well, yeah, they, and it'd be youth, that was the rise of youth culture. So that's why they started getting all these little youth subcultures. Yeah. And, out, and they, that music got involved and everything. And then every generation since, uh, young people are basically now way more obsessed with trying to fit in with their peers than they are trying to sort of just look to their parents for guidance right and they reckon that's one of the reasons everything feels like it is now with like people are so obsessed with their identity because they that identity is puts them in their little club that they need affirmation from and it talks about that thing of like yeah how kids you know kids naturally if you're in a group you work out how to it's self-preservation isn't it i was the little fat kid at school so i was the little fat one and I thought I'm even going to be a I'm even going to be the kid that gets bullied. I was the hunk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you were a gimp, mate. <laughs> I was the sex toy. <laughs> um, but I I decided very early on I'm going to be the fat one who hangs out with the bullies and says funny stuff, so they're laughing. And, eats this food. and then that was my my self-preservation was like just be quick and funny and say the thing. If they're bullying someone, you tell them what to say to the kid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I realised quickly that was my defence mechanism. And I think a lot of... That, that they're saying now that, yeah, more than ever, just kids are just desperate to just fit in. When we are all one, really, aren't we? <laughs> <That's bad. laughs> Amen on that. <laughs> Jump from talking about being a gimp to, but ultimately we are all one. <laughs> like waves on an ocean. Um, we should wrap it up in a minute. Uh, we should probably quickly just talk about your... So you're doing Soho Theatre. Let's actually talk. Which dates exactly tonight? 19th to the 22nd. Soho Theatre. In your favourite room. And (laughs) we'll have a good one. What is the show about? It's it's called Pop Culture. Um, It's all over the place now. I mean, it's cool. It's just that I had to do some some of those bits on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And so like there's a bit tie up in the middle where everything makes sense. Yeah, that I that I've just kind of went ah oh, fuck. Um, so the show is about it's 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 it uh, it it really talks about like how because we're talking about mental health and all those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no real research showing that there's an increase of mental health. Right. It's just that we're aware of it and mm. we're talking about it. We're talking about, but it's not like a crisis per se. It's no. not like a thing where we're like, oh my God, whatever. And so pop culture has this thing of like making us <coughs> feel like this is a... Everyone's going mad. Yeah, and it's not, that's not the case. But do you, and do, here's a little <coughs> question though. Do you think that everyone... Do you think the fact that we're now a bit more comfortable talking about it, that people are actually a little bit too quick to... Diagnose themselves. Yeah, or to say like, to like talk about their mental health as if it's part of their... People in life, and well, rather than in the past, if you had a mental health problem, it'd be like, "Fuck, I've got an illness. I'm going to try and fix it, cure it, yeah. move on." Whereas I mean, now, everyone's got a mental health, exactly. but something on their yeah, yeah, spectrum. Yeah. But now, people, no one's perfect like a computer. Exactly. But do you think now rational people are much more happy just to be like, "No, it's my, it is my illness." Yeah, like, that's my like, codependency up there. Yeah, that's it's my character like defect. They can that use one. it as an excuse for some of their the behaviour. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know. I, I think. Um, I do think what happens is that there are buzzwords that that happen and and I think a lot of the time people don't understand what they're saying thoroughly. So you'd have a conversation with someone about equal equality and and you yeah and you're like yeah I'm I'm all for equality and all that kind of Except stuff. Except if I'm losing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm actually dead against it. But, I'm on but, the other side now. Like, okay, like if you think of equal, like if you think of equality, that's what we thr- we we striving for. But uh, so you, let's look at mining. Like for example, you go mining. Okay, mining. Uh, we should be. It, 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 
mining should be inclusive to all people and all sexes who want to partake in, in, in mining. And then you're like, okay, cool. And then, like, do people, people go, still do mining? Well, yeah, people still mine, man. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm using it as an example sure. as well. But, so you would say, uh, we need more women executives in this mine uh, because then it's, there's no representation. Uh, then you're like, yeah, that's cool. And that's fine. But, 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 did you know that there's 4,000 men digging up the fucking gold as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I don't see you fighting for that fucking job. It's true. There's no, there's no cues to be bin men, is there? Right, so it's complex. So Get out on the oil rig, toots. Right? So, <laughs> nah, crack on with the sandwiches. Right, so it's, so it's tricky. So it's like, oh, yeah, of course. But just you want it on the one end of the thing, but you don't want it on the other end. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It's always the best job. Yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> want like, quality in the one. But there's 4,000 Get down the sewer and fucking I've been breathing in asbestos for the last 40 yeah, fucking years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So then you go, um, but this is also my cognitive bias of, of I'm acknowledged. There's a bias that I have yes. of being male. And, Definitely. And then so what happens is, so the buzzwords and the, and people don't know what the, they're toxic and you're like do you know what the fuck that means you or you just using it yeah so equality do you know what the fuck that means and so and so sometimes so like even like when you talk about naming people what they are and you say hey and go, no, I'm 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 this you, I'm binary whatever the case and I go oh, well I mean it's fine that's okay and a friend would call them and it would be like oh. Oh, go get them, queen. Oh, you're such a queen. Then I'm like, you realize in an equal society, there are no fucking queens. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. Like, so there's like these really, these yeah. really, these one things where you're like, no, motherfucker, you want preferential treatment. Well, yeah, they were obsessed the over... Minute, the minute you want to be treated like a fucking queen, that means you, you're misunderstanding the idea of equality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no there's no society where a queen where, where the queen where the shit is just there's there's a pecking order. Yes. So these are the these so are they, the things, yeah, so these are the conversations I like having about like yeah. Oh, well, it's about why some words uh, sort of are latched onto as mean in a certain yeah. way, but then they'll use language that actually probably fights against that or goes against yeah the it language quite casually and without yeah yeah. yeah. But I then also the they make you feel like the language that you're using is imperative to the issue. Yeah. Like if you name someone incorrectly, that's a... And you're like, oh... Yeah. But then I think that ties in with the whole sort of this modern world age of like... There's a book... I read a book called The Age of Narcissism and it's about the sort of rise of narcissistic personality disorder. And it's about... It's, you know, it's really... It's growing year on year. People, like people are much more... A, you know, individualistic nowadays, and they sort of feel like they are protect their they, identity. Yeah, and they just they feel it's ego, they isn't feel it? like they're more important than they yeah. actually are. Like right. no one person. Yeah, you know, we're all so insignificant. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's at what is that current last count? Speak it was for yourself. Seven yeah. billion people. Yeah, like no one in the world really matters individually. No. So, but I think because I suppose because of that. that you know the, the population now people are sort of trying to find some meaning and importance so they, they attach themselves so much to them their their own importance that that's why they feel challenged more by things that might go against their own identity it's true Especially they should listen that. to some Eckhart Tolle they should listen to some Eckhart Tolle what's that he wrote The Power of Now and a new it's Earth. a very famous oh yeah man book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eckhart, he's, a, he's no, very... He's no, very no, I saw no. him in the Troxy, actually. No, 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 What's the Troxy? No, I haven't, I haven't, uh, it's the venue it. in East London. <laughs> <laughs> the power of now. <laughs> the power of fucking right now, mate. The Get power over of it. my hotel room now. Um, but yeah, he's, Eckhart Tolle is very... He it, it talks about, about that identity that oh, it's good man ego and well, it comes from the sort of Buddhist thing of you know you yeah. are you aren't you aren't this you are yeah. what's yeah yeah, yeah. we are inside not, our consciousness yeah, no yeah. no I've, that's a totally different thing that I was thinking I thought I I know yeah but I, I think we've moved on to a different we went from that to <laughs> oh, a very shit. different thing so so I, transcended I, I took a glance of my phone because it I know and then I came back you can't even wear both fucking naked <laughs> <laughs> Right. We need to wrap it the up. The power of in a minute. Um, so your show's on next week. I think, yeah, we'll put this out on Friday. So, so. Fit. where can they get tickets? Well, so I did the website. Is probably. that where they go? 
Yeah, there'll be a bloke outside in a coat. MySpace. Um, what have you got coming up? I'm, um, I'm in Cardiff this weekend. I'm in Finsbury tonight, Bedford tomorrow, and Sheffield Friday and Sheffield Saturday. Sheffield Friday and Saturday. Are you going to do the Edinburgh Fringe? This year? Yeah. No, I don't have a show. I'm thinking of a show. Okay. That'll show. Do. I just want to do a show where I just tell stories. Yeah. Stories that I have actually happened in my life. Yeah. And then just gather them and theme them. Yeah. And just get on stage and tell them. And then I'll go without like overthinking it. Yeah. Um, do it. But sort of like a storytelling funny show. That's what I want to do. But not this year, probably next year. Okay, cool. And everyone here is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on none of those. You're on Twitter. I'm, you yeah, are on... I'm, I am on all of them. Oh. I'm, on, <laughs> I'm not on Tinder, though. I'm on, yeah, Twitter. Just yeah. Hinge. Yeah. Julian, Julian's on Hinge, on, Bumble, <laughs> Tinder. Follow me on Tinder. <laughs> plenty of fish. Um, Swipe me up on Hinge. Uh, cheers for coming on. And uh, we'll you see you soon. We'll speak Have to you next time. Have a good run, man. Yeah, man, good luck. Thank you. <laughs>